Welcome each and every one of you beautiful people to Bold Statements, Not So Bold Predictions, where we've got receipts. I'm your host, Keith Cork, along with a fellow degenerate here and my co-host, Trey Hill. Uh, just us two today. We're coming at you a day early since we'll be, I'll be traveling this upcoming weekend for the holidays. Trey, you got any holiday plans this uh, this holiday season for, uh, for Thanksgiving? My mother's coming to town, so I don't have to travel, which is nice. That is nice. I got about a 10-hour trip ahead of me here in the morning, so we're going to make this uh, somewhat brief, but we're going to cover everything we need to. Uh, but yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be in the the uh, Illinois next weekend next week, so we'll probably be uh, joined by Mr. Brother Brandon. I'll probably be doing my show from uh, or our show here from uh, his house, so he might probably join us. So that'll be fun. But uh, guys, we are BSBP two three times per week, so we try our best to come up with NBA game outcomes correctly. Uh, we play player props, game lines, spreads, parlays. It's all welcome on BSPP. We start with 100 creds. Trey, we haven't done so hot yet this season. We're both sitting below 100. I'm at a 91, uh, just, a, just a shade under 91, and you're at a 92.3. So, uh, I mean, we'll say we're you're warming up. Yeah, we're, yeah, you know what? I mean, it's okay. We're not that far down. Uh, we've got some future bets out there, which we'll talk about today on today's show, actually. Uh, that I'm kind of excited about some I'm not so excited about, but hey, that's the way it goes, man. Look, uh, you know, like I always say, 55% is, uh, you know, what we're aiming for, especially with the VIGs that we're playing. If you're playing a minus 110 uh, bet or better, you know, 55% is about what you want to hit there. Uh, if you're playing a lot of plus odd stuff, you can get away with getting closer to 50% or, or even lower, depending on what your odds are. But uh, it's, it's tricky business, man. It's tricky business. And one of the struggles that we think we've had Train, I think you'll agree with me, is that um, coming up with these plays the night before, sometimes we're at a disadvantage just because we don't have all the information in front of us. Like, um, for instance, uh, we'll go over some of the, you know, butter's remorse here, some of the bets that we have from last play. But I had Cleveland two and plus two and a half versus Boston. I missed that. Uh, and I think you wrote that actually part of your, one of your parlays. You did. But uh, I didn't know Jared Allen was going to sit. I mean, there was no, you know, I don't think that information was out at that time. Uh, I didn't know it. Uh, later in the day, he, it turns out he's not playing. That would have changed my my thought process pretty much, you know, a lot. Um, I don't think. I mean, I still still wouldn't hate the bet, but it's not something I would have gravitated towards. Uh, but some of the other bets I had, I actually uh, had Marcus Smart over two and a half steals against Cleveland. Uh, that missed also. Again, I think Jared Allen being in would have helped that because Jared Allen's another guy that tends to give the ball up a lot to steals. Uh, he missed by one. I got the hook there. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, I think there was a chance he hit it, so I still don't mind that bet. But it, again, not not perfect information because we're going so early. Uh, Kyle Kuzma I also had going over eight and a half rebounds. That was a miss. He also had eight, so I got the hook again. I got the hook twice. It's rough, uh, rough life sometimes. But uh, today I actually put a bet on him in real life and uh, just to get eight rebounds, and he hit in like the first half. So, uh, you know, you never know. The rebounds have a, quite a bit of variance. But the one I did hit was Chicago Bulls plus one against the L.A. Lakers. And uh, hit hit I did very um, – a big hit. I wish I could have uh, – I wish I, ta- I should have taken the money line there. I don't know why I did. That was actually a bad uh, thought process at my point. Could have gotten a little bit of plus money there. But, uh, hey, I'll take a hit. I'll take a win. Uh, obviously, the Bulls put away the Lakers pretty convincingly. Um, but, yeah, anyways, uh, what did you have on your side there, uh, Mr. Trey? I also, other than the ones you you covered, the uh, Cleveland missed on that. I had the Nuggets plus four against the Mavericks, which um, how much did they end up losing by? 
It was a 10-point game there yeah. towards the end. It was close. It just it didn't stay close there towards the end with some free throws, if I remember correctly. And then I had the Pacers plus three over the Knicks. The Pacers started out strong. I thought they were going to outright win the game. But then the Knicks just grinded them down in the second half and ended up, I think, winning by eight. Yeah. So two misses. It, if we were only going to hit one of our bets, though, I'm glad it was the Chicago one on your end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had an unfortunate uh, implosion last night, uh, which we can talk a little bit about later. But uh, but yeah, they uh, they beat the Lakers really handily. It was a really convincing win. I was happy. Uh, the joke is out there that the Bulls beat the Clippers and the Lakers so bad that they had to change the name of the Staples Center. Uh, obviously, that's not true. Crypto.com gave uh, the, the uh, Clippers and, and Lakers money or whoever owns that facility money to uh, change the name to crypto.com arena, which is a terrible name. Uh, sorry for all you Lakers and Clippers fans out there, but uh, yeah, the bulls didn't do that, but you know, I, I like the narrative. I like it. I'll, I'll go with it. <laughs> uh, but Hey guys, from all of the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while with my bookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with my bookies. First deposit bonus, double your money before you even place a bet. And all you have to do is sign up and deposit using my exclusive promo code hoopball. At my bookie. That's H O O P B A L L Hoopball. There are tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, but let me tell, point you in the right direction for your first wager. This Saturday, Saturday, the NBA is jam packed with exciting games for you to get in on. The Charlotte Hornets are taking on the Atlanta Hawks in what's sure to be a high scoring matchup, plus a superstar showdown between Joel Embiid, uh, if he's playing, and Damian Lillard, uh, again, if he's playing, will be going down when Philadelphia travels to Portland. There's no better starting point for your MyBookie experience, so get in on all the best NBA action this weekend. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning big today. That's promo code HoopBall to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Uh, yeah, I, I think Joel Embiid will be back for that one. I think he's nearing a return. I do think uh, Dame Lillard is is also going to play. I think he's, um, I wouldn't say over his abdomen strain, but like I said, we did see him last night against the Bulls. Uh, he looked pretty okay. He had a rough first quarter or two, and then he kind of settled in. And, and um, I mean, he looked he looked decent. He didn't look he didn't look. He hasn't yet. He's yet to look like Dame time this season, right? I mean, I don't know if you agree with me on that. Oh, 100% agree with that. He, I'm pretty sure he has the biggest like uh, point disparity among the stars, or maybe it's free throw. One of those two. He against the Bulls, you you could tell it looked like he was a guy who hadn't been out there for a little while. But like you said, he he got settled in, and the Bulls gave up yet another big lead. Uh, progress is being made, but it's 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 disappointing to see, uh, you know. The big leagues go. I think with Vucevic, if he if he was in, that would make a huge difference. He's just such a stabilizer. But you don't want to make excuses for a team that you hope has legit, you know, Eastern Conference Finals aspirations. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, look, long view here. Um, obviously, the Bulls are off to a great start. We're going to talk about that also in a minute here. But uh, it was their third game in four nights. So, you know, the fact that they had a – let down of a fourth quarter offensively really didn't surprise me. Uh, it was disappointing to lose such a big lead. You know, even though you have a third game in four nights, you know, the good teams, they still find a way to grind out those wins. So uh, I'm not giving them a pass on this, but uh, you know, early in the season, they're still ahead of, of expectations. I was, I, when Vucevic went out because of the way that the roster is constructed, I said, Hey, look, if they can get two wins on this five game road trip. I'm happy. 
they go two and three and they've already got that. So, and they're probably going to lose to Denver. So they're probably going to end up two and three. Uh, so, you know what? I'm probably happy. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, I would have loved that win. I think if you let too many of those slip, it does uh, end up affecting you in the long run, but uh, I'm not going to like, you know, be too down on them. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's not, not the end of the world. So, um, but yeah, those, uh, the bullies are, are doing fantastic this season and, you know, we're going to do a quarterway crackdown here, guys, quarterway crackdown, because we actually had a few, we had four shows before the season even started and preseason shows where Mr. Trey and I, uh, just kind of getting to know each other, chatting basketball, chatting hoops, we were chatting and, uh, trying to put our best guesses out for exact win totals for each of these teams. Uh, now we're uh, not quite a quarter of the way. We're probably, you know, a little less than that, but uh, since it's the holidays and I'll be traveling soon, we figure this was kind of an easy, low-hanging fruit for us to kind of knock this out now. Uh, so we're going to go over some of the all the East Coast teams and what they uh, their win total looks like according to ESPN's BPI, uh, and that's their Basketball Power Index. And just to kind of give you guys an idea, their BPI takes into account game by game efficiency, strength of schedule, pace, days of rest game location and preseason expectations that's what it says on their website uh basically it's just their analytics analytics teams you know formula for figuring out what a team's end of season uh win loss record is going to be based on their performance so far this season so mr trey are you ready to go through and uh talk about where we were wrong because we're probably wrong quite a bit <laughs> i i'm pretty confident in how things and how they were turning out so i'm happy to jump in yeah, I think I think we had some good calls and some not so good calls, just like uh, everything on the show. So uh, we'll start off here. Miami, ESPN's uh, and actually let me pull up their uh, their actual you know win total uh, while I'm talking about this. But um, ESPN's BPI does have them at 53 wins by the end of the season, which is incredible to me. They're at the top of the Eastern Conference standings according to them. Preseason, I put them at 47 wins and fifth. Mr. Trey, you also had them at 47 wins and fourth. Uh, so you had them a little higher in the standings, but you had them exactly the same wins. Talk to me a little bit about what what struck you about this Miami Heat team, why you think they're doing better than we thought they were going to do in the preseason and all that. I think they're doing a little bit better than I expected, but not not a lot. I, I thought Miami was going to be one of those teams that got out to a strong start. And then, you know, you might see Kyle Lowry – sit a couple games. You might see Jimmy Butler sit a couple games. Bam, sit a couple games. Here towards the end of the season, whenever they they know they're going to be a top six seed. I think Miami is going to be a team that look, they want they want to get the chemistry because Lowry is a new player. But I think they're right on schedule. I wouldn't be surprised to see them drop down to 50 wins. But I, I, think, I think they are a little bit stronger than I thought they were going to be in the regular season. And that just comes from Lowry fitting like a glove so seamlessly from the get-go. Yeah, I slept on Lowry in the preseason. I think that's my big uh, biggest miss here. But obviously, we're not too far off. You know, it's about six wins between between what we guessed and, and what B, the ESPN's BPI is guessing. Um, they're 11-5 and five now. Um, they have gotten off to a hot start. I, th- I want to say they, they – let me see here. I've got actually got – so they won one, two, three, four, five, six of their first seven games, and they got off to a hot start. Then they lost one, two, three, four of the next five. So – um, and I do think it has a lot to do with Kyle Lowry because he did miss some games in, in the middle there. And while he was at, while he was out, they did look like a, a kind of a different team. 
Um, Bam Adebayo, uh, you know, he's had some games missed here here as well, I think. And Jimmy Butler obviously had three games missed recently. Uh, and they actually won without him. So that was kind of impressive. But uh, and against good, good up competition, too. They had Utah in there. Uh, the Jazz, which they beat by six points. So, uh, yeah, they've been they've been impressive. The early going, it's long season. I think uh, we still have a shot there to, to end up right there. So I don't think we were too far off. Uh, Tyler Hero is another guy I would mention that you know kind of came out the gate really strong, uh, and he's still putting out num- putting out numbers. He had tw- a 26 point game, a 27 point game in the last three. Um, obviously, that's without Jimmy Butler, so that gives him uh, quite of a bit of a bump. But um, but no, he's uh, you know shooting the ball well. Uh, what's he shooting on the season? He's shooting. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, 45.4%. So that's a little bit better than his career averages. Uh, 38.9 from three, a little bit better. So just a little bit better across the board. Uh, even from free throw, he's shooting a little bit better than he's been shooting. His effective field goal possession percentage is a whole percent higher. So uh, thoughts on Tyler Hero? Is he going to keep that up? Or uh, do you think this is kind of like a just a, a flash in the pan and he's going to kind of fade? I mean, I think it'll kind of regulate a little bit. But I think he's... He's settling into his role a little bit. I I think he ha- he got a little bit of a big head after he had because he really he didn't have a, a great like he had a couple great games in the bubble and they were kind of amplified because he was quite the character. But I I feel like last year was kind of uh, the reality check for him and I think this year he's really settled into his role and he's a lot more comfortable with it and he. His playmaking uh, the other the other night against the uh, against the Wizards was kind of what I saw. Yeah, yeah, I think he's um, yeah, I think everyone on that team that he teams just fitting in so well. So I think they have a good chance to keep it going. But uh, 47 is what our guess is where I don't think I feel too badly about that just yet. Brooklyn's the next one on the ESPN BPI. They've got them at 50 wins. Obviously. Uh, I have to put a little caveat here because when we discussed them in the preseason, that was before we knew Kyrie uh, wasn't vaccinated, wasn't going to get the vaccination, uh, was not going to play, basically. Uh, and then, well, we thought he might play at the home games at some point or not the home games, sorry, the away games. And then um, obviously the Brooklyn Nets came out and said, no, he's not playing at all. We're just going to make him go home. So I have them at 57 wins, which is seven more than what they have, Matt. Uh, I have them at first, obviously, in the Eastern Conference. You had them at 56 and first in the Eastern Conference. Uh, so talk to me about them, uh, you know, how are we feeling about that. I think they're still pretty good. What do you think? I think they're still pretty good. The rule changes, other than Dame Lillard, I think James Harden has probably been the most yeah. affected, maybe Trey Young. But Harden has definitely struggled, and it's been visible to see. The last week, you know, the last week and a half or so, he's kind of settled in. He, he, He's going to crack the code. He's James Harden. That's what we've watched him do over the last four years, whether it was the step back three or, you know, the hooking the guy on defense, which is what he's been trying to do now. Harden's starting to figure it out. I think they probably lost a couple games early that they wouldn't have if he had, you know, had time to adjust, say, to these new rules in the preseason and came in firing. But between – between him not coming in at 100% and then Kyrie not coming in at all, I feel like us only being a few games off isn't isn't too bad. No, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think um, I think they'll they'll still figure it out. I think, like you said, Harden's main. I think that I think overall that's one thing I didn't really take into account when I was doing these things, and uh, definitely not when I started betting the season. So that was definitely something I overlooked was just how much the um, Rule changes are going to affect some of these guys. I really should have thought more about that. Uh, but I don't think anyone could have predicted. I mean, we all knew it was going to be a little different, but we didn't know that, you know, 
scoring across the league is just down, <laughs> like down, like, you know, 10, 15 points uh, across the board pretty much. So we didn't uh, know it was going to look like the 90s a little bit. Yeah, I, I, you know, it, well, we knew that they weren't going to call the bull crap where people jumped into them. But what I've been surprised by uh, just so far in this season is that officials just aren't calling a lot of those touch fouls at all. I mean, like, you know, James Harden, especially you talk about him, you know, he's getting his hip road a lot. He's getting the bumps on his hip that he used to get called all the time. They're not calling that either. And that's not even what they were talking about when they were talking about, you know, stopping people from jumping into the defender and from, you know, doing these these fakes or, or you know, stopping from dribbling and backing up into him and, and things like that. Th- that has nothing to do with what they're not calling on James Harden. They're not calling even uh, the contact that he's getting during the regular course of basketball. So I think that's a little bit of BS. I think Nets fans have a little bit of a, a gripe there. Um, but I, I don't want to say that they've been consistent with it because I think the officiating hasn't been consistent this year. But uh, I feel like with that overall, it's been consistent because generally they're not calling that call. Is that the same thing you're seeing out there? Yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm seeing. And that's what I, that's what I was going to say. The Nets, the Nets fans have a point to be upset that they're not getting the calls this year, but it's not as if they're calling it for Trey Young or they're calling it for. I know Zach was complaining um, the other night about the free throw disparity. It it's just they're. They want the game to look more like basket, like like organic basketball, and I think they just they they're trying to. I think they came in with a heavy hand to show these players we're not messing around. You're, you've got to knock it off, and we're just going to let you guys play. So get back to playing basketball, and it's the message has been received. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, people are calming down about it. Um, so I think, you know, they'll, they'll adjust as it goes along. But I think we're pretty close there with Brooklyn. Next one they have up on as at third here is Philadelphia 76ers, which got off to a, a great start. Uh, but they have them slotted in for 48 wins by the end of the season, which uh, still seems a little high to me. I am at 49, uh, which is which was fourth on my standings. They're third in, in the ESPN BPIs. You had them at 45, which is sixth in in, in the standings. Um, you're a little lower on them. I actually kind of like your guess a little bit better than mine at this point. Uh, it Thank depends you. on how, I I guess it depends on how much Joel Embiid plays. But go ahead, get, talk to me a little bit about 76ers. <laughs> Tyrese Maxey's been incredible for them. He's he's really developed. I think he's been a guy that you watch, and he's I think he's benefited a little bit from the rule changes because he's he wasn't a guy who got those calls in the first place because he wasn't a high usage guy, but he's, he's really came in and been able to, to score the basketball for them. And like you said, Joel, this team goes as far as Joel's going to take them. Uh, he's out with COVID still now. Uh, word is he's having to take, you know, an extra cut. He's going to miss an extra game or two than necessary because he's just having to recover. So, you know, that always, that kind of worries me. How's he going to be when he gets back? Because his conditioning hasn't always been top tier as it is. And dealing with COVID is no joke. So I'm really happy with my 45 wins area. I saw there was a rumored um, Ben Simmons for Jeremy Grant and, you know, some bonus stuff. At this point, if you get anything for Ben Simmons, obviously that's that's better than what you what you've got now. I think Grant would be a really nice fit considering Maxi has been able to take over that point guard role. But again, it's Embiid's team, and I like the 45 wins, six seed spot for for them. A little bit of, I'm not going to, it's not necessarily a pushback, but something I did see in the comments, because I saw that on Twitter also about the uh, Sixers looking for, I think it was Jeremy Grant, Sadiq Bey, uh, Kelly Olenek, and a, a first round pick. 
was basically the the guess as, as to what the package was. Um, but then somebody in the comments, first comment I saw was that they did have these conversations, but it was a while ago and they haven't talked to them um, in a while about it. Uh, but still, I think that is I think that is a decent return for Ben Simmons at this point. But the other thing I saw about the 76ers was, was that um, they have a list of 30 players they're willing to, sh- to ship uh, Ben Simmons for. And I, I just I, I struggle to imagine if there's 30 players in the entire NBA that they're, they're willing to trade the guy for that Jeremy Grant makes that cut. I mean, I like Jeremy Grant. I think he's a talented player. Maybe he's on that list. I don't know. But uh, it just it doesn't strike me. As, I mean, they, you know, they've already got twice here. It doesn't strike. I, me as see, I, I thought the way I heard that was the 76ers had they had picked the best player from every team and they were willing mm-hmm. to trade Ben Simmons for the, the best player from every team. So maybe they identified Grant as the best player well, from yeah. the Pistons and they were like, That's OK. Fair. The Pistons, we think Grant is your best player, and this is the package we would need. And but Philly, again, it does. I don't think it matters who they're going to get for Ben Simmons at this point. It's still going to be how far Embiid can take them, and I, I don't think he's taking them much higher than maybe the fifth seed. Yeah, um, Embiid's missed five games. They lost all five uh, by an okay margin. I mean, they were close in some. They lost by five, lost by six, lost by seven. Uh, that's Pacers, Toronto, and Knicks, which are all good teams. So. Uh, you know they're they're, they're um, keeping it competitive, but ju- just missing that that one guy is just um, it's a, a hill that is just really hard for them to get over. The one thing, the one takeaway I have about the Sixers is that they came out of the gate just shooting the lights out, especially like Seth Curry, um, uh, who else on that team shoots threes? Uh, they uh, you know Niang, uh, Firkin Korkmaz. I mean they were just they were just shooting the lights out of the gym, uh, and they won a bunch of games. They won let's see what one two three four five six seven eight of their first ten games. Uh, and that just wasn't sustainable. So, you know, I knew there was going to be some kind of regression, but they've come crashing down since Embiid's been out of the lineup. So, uh, so yeah, I kind of like your your guess there better than mine. But I guess it does really – there's still some uncertainty there because we don't know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. So, um, if they do get something good back for for Ben, they could end up close to that 49-50 uh, win margin, I think. So, we'll have to see. Uh, next here on the list is Milwaukee Bucks at 46 wins. ESPN BPI has them at. I had them at 52, which was would have been second in the East, and you also had them at 52, second in the East. Uh, you know, I'll start here. I, I think um, obviously we have to talk about just the fact that they haven't been playing at all. I mean, Chris Middleton hasn't played. Uh, he was out. I think he was out with health and safety protocols. Giannis has missed some games here and there. Um, Brooke Drew Lopez. Holiday. Yeah, Drew. Yeah, Brooke Lopez played in the first game. It hasn't hasn't come back since with with back problems. Um, and Drew Holiday's been out. So, uh, so yeah, they're just, you know, I, I think they're doing it right, honestly, uh, because they played deep into the postseason. Some of their players played in the Olympics. So uh, I think they're doing it right. They're just starting slow. They don't really care too much about these opening games. They're going to start turning it on here in like five, ten games, you know. Uh, so they could still hit that 52 mark. Uh, they've got them slated for 46. Uh, they might end up a few shorter, maybe uh, 50 or so. Um, but you know, I don't think they really care too much about the regular season. Do you agree? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think Giannis is competitive enough that if he does have Middleton and Drew back, I I expect them to at least hit the 50 game mark. Maybe not quite 52, but I I think they're a 50 a 50 win team still this year. And I wanted to say I thought they played tonight, but I guess I was just smoking crack or something because it doesn't look like they did. But anyways, uh, cool. We'll see how that turns out, but uh, pretty pretty self-explanatory. All right, 
Next one here. We just want to quickly get to the next one because it's the Chicago Bulls, which the ESPN BPI has in the fifth position. They have them for 45 wins. My preseason guess was 45 wins. <laughs> I had them at sixth in the standings, uh, which is just a, 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 a step down from where they are now. And then you also had them at 46, but you had them at fifth in the standings, which is exactly where they are now. So uh, don't mess with – oh, I'm sorry. I had them at – you had them 46, which is one more than they have in fifth in the standings. But uh, but don't mess with us. We know the Bulls. Uh, we were right on this. We, you know, some people, the over-under opened at like 39.5, which is just ridiculous. I, I was telling people to take that over. I hope you, you hope you guys did. Um, you know, obviously it's been a blazing hot start for them. I expect some regression here. I don't expect them to stay hot all season. Um, especially, you know, like Vooch has, has gone missing. This is pretty much worst case scenario. I'm happy they've gone two and two since he's been out. That's pretty much a win in my book. I, I wish it would have been three and one, but, um, you know, I think, I think 45, 46 wins, that's pretty much where they're going to end up. What do you think? I, I actually, right before we went on to do this, I moved them down. I swapped them with Miami. I actually really wanted to put them forth. I'm so mad that I didn't. I I think they have an outside an outside shot at 50 wins just with the defensive intensity that Caruso and Lonzo bring on a nightly basis. I don't I I feel like that's just going to translate and how those Spurs those Spurs teams they would always overachieve and it seemed like they would always find a way to get to 50 wins. I think this Chicago team is just going to grind their way to 50 wins this year. Yeah, um, it's possible. It, it, I'm not going to put it out there out of the realm of possibility. I think that Patrick Williams loss hurts. Um, but the flip side of this is, I think I know they apply or they can apply. They're eligible to apply for a player injury exception or whatever it's called um, for his salary, which isn't a lot of salary. But uh, basically, what I'm trying to do, what I'm, what I'm trying to get to, is that yeah, you know, I think they're going to add somebody uh, like a bigger body. Um, like a Jeremy Grant type, it might not be Jeremy Grant, but somebody like that, you know, uh, probably not that good, but somebody along those lines that they're going to add to this this team that's going to be able to switch one through four just like Patrick Williams could. I mean, maybe a Marvin Bagley. Yeah, a Marvin Bagley would be good. Uh, that's that's you know, kind some, of who I I expect them to try and put the feelers out on. Yeah. So um, so I think that'll help them out also. So yeah, I could see them getting fifty. Um, but I think forty five, forty six. I'm pretty comfortable sticking around there. So I think. We're pretty much in line uh, with that one. So the next one they have on their list at sixth is the Charlotte Hornets. They have them slotted in at 44 wins. Um, I had them at 38 wins in 11th in the preseason. You had them at 34 wins <laughs> and 12th in the preseason. Uh, what do you think, man? Are they gonna are they gonna start losing games here? What, how are you feeling about them? They've been playing really well, even though they've had some center issues. Like they gave up, I think, uh, 18 points to Daniel Gafford in the first half the other night. Yeah. I I gave them 34 wins with the expectation that I don't I don't think Ball and Hayward are going to play the entire season. So between that and the lack of a big, I think that's going to catch up with them. I. I don't see them winning more than 40 games this year. I would love to be wrong. I, I like what they're building. There. I think Miles Bridges has just been exceptional. And his role keeps growing and he just keeps producing. But the East is deep and I feel like there's a lot of talent there. Yeah, um, yeah. I think Miles Bridges is a big big reason that they're uh, you know winning. They're, they're a bit – I mean, you know, they had – let's see, a one, two, three, four, five losing game losing streak. Then they had a four-game winning streak. I mean – 
Um, I think, you know, I think there's quite a bit of, of variance in, in, in how these games go. So uh, I don't know. It, it's really hard to gauge this team. I think I'm probably going to, they're probably going to end up a little higher than um, your guess at 34. I, my guess at 38 though, I, uh, I could see them ending like a little higher than that. Even, yeah, you know, like you said, you said 40. I think that's probably a good guess. Um, so I think we're, we're probably going to miss a little bit there. But uh, still, I think they're a play-in team, basically, uh, at best, which is basically, I mean, I am 11th, you have 12th. So I don't think we're too far off. So, uh, you know, about expected, about as expected. Okay, let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks, which is next, on 7th. And I'll, I'll open with these guys because I was uh, the one that had the bold statement that they were going to win 50 games. Uh, so they have them at 7th. ESPN's BPI has them at 43 wins. Wah, wah, wah. Um, which is not good, not anywhere close to the 50 that I guessed in the preseason. I'm at 50 and, and third in the, in the Eastern Conference. You had them at 44 and seventh, so you're a lot closer than I am at this point. And they've played like absolute dog doo doo to, to start the season. I don't know what exactly ails them. Uh, I think Trey Young did struggle with the rule changes. You know, obviously we can contribute a little bit to that. I think he's uh, adjusted since then. He had a few comments. Um, you know, I think they're still trying to figure out who's going to play the two and three for them. Uh, they've got Cam Reddish. They've got uh, Danilo Gallinari. They've got uh, Porter. They had DeAndre Hunter. Now DeAndre Hunter's hurt. Um, I still think they're struggling with that. Um, you know, I, I just I'm not as high on them as I was in the preseason. I don't think they're going to win 50 games. I could see them winning 46, 47. So higher than what the ESPN DPI has here. Uh we do have a couple of bets on this tray. I've got them Trey, over. Trey Young is bored. Yeah, Trey Young yeah, is he, bored. He comes out and is like, yeah, it's it's just the, the regular season. I miss playoff basketball. So. Yeah, I had them at over 46 and a half wins. And I, I put that bet on them, uh, a unit on a bet on them for that. And then I also had a BS call with you. You BS'd me and said they'd be under. So you're looking like better. You, you must be sitting pretty on that. How do you feel about that? I <laughs> I like this call for me. It, it's kind of playing out exactly how I, how I predicted. Whenever I said this is how I thought their season was going to go, I thought Trey Young was going to struggle with the rule changes a little bit. I thought I thought teams were going to the Hawks weren't catching people by surprise. They were getting you know a top tier effort against this team. Now they're you know they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and I think teams had a little bit of tape on what they like to do. And Trey Young run kind of runs that offense like Luca runs the offense in Dallas and if if you can have answers for him it it's hard for the rest of them to beat you yeah um you're right about that and they're sitting on a seven and nine record they're currently 12th in the east which is just um absolutely terrible um let's see their last 10 they are four and six that's not looking any better recently either uh but like I said I do think they turn this around I think they end up uh, you know Close at 46 win margin, um, but you know, yeah. If I was, if you were to ask me again, now if I was going to place a bet in over 46 and a half wins, yeah, there's, there's no way. So uh, not feeling too good about that one. We've got the Washington Wizards next at eighth for, in the BSPN BPI rankings. They are also have them slotted for 43 wins. Washington Wizards, man, they took me by surprise. I had them at 30 wins <laughs> to open the season. Uh, much lower. I had them at 12th in the East. You had them at 35, 11th in the East. Um, they lost tonight. They didn't uh, look so hot against the Miami Heat. Uh, how are you feeling about these Washington Wizards? Why, why are they doing so much better than they thought they were, we thought they were going to do? 
Spencer Dinwiddie has just came back and hit the ground running. I, I expected him to kind of be this talented midway through the season. I thought it would take him a little time to gel with this team. But the the trade they got for West, Russell Westbrook, getting all of those quality NBA guys back, they've just they've got they've got quality guys surrounded by two great guards in Dinwiddie and Beal. They've just they've looked so much better. Um, one guy I'm gonna point to on the Washington Wizards I just I I slept on was as Montrez Harrell. Uh, Basketball Reference actually has an MVP. We got the Clippers NBA. version. Yeah, he's got. They've actually have the NBA MVP award tracker uh, where they you know basically track who they think should be in in line or who has the highest probability for the MVP. Montrez Harrell is sixth. <laughs> he he makes the top ten. Demar Rose is tenth, by the way, in case you want to know. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he, I would have never guessed he would have come out of the you know gates what you know this hot. Uh, I mean, he's shooting sixty four percent from the field. Uh, you know, he's getting a block a game. He's getting you know eight and a half rebounds a game. I mean, this guy he's just he's active on both sides. Um, he's not the best defender. Uh, I think that's like I think what they have in Washington at that center position is really nice. They have Daniel Gafford, who is really more of a rim protector, uh, gonna dunk on you cut type of center. Uh, Montrez also is a dunk on you cut type of center, but he doesn't necessarily. He's a lot more skill on the offensive side, is what I'm trying to say. So basically, you've got a defensive minded center more so in Daniel Gafford, and an offensive minded uh, backup center in Montrez Harrell. So you you get to give teams different looks, and they've been kind of mixing and matching with those lineups too, and giving them you know different minutes based on what what the game's been dictating. So I think Wes Unsell Jr. has been done a fantastic job so far this season. He's a new coach, obviously in Washington. So um, that's another thing that I that I wasn't too sure on, and, and he's done better than I expected. Uh, I do see some regression here. I do think this is not going to stand. I, I've got a friend in, in my DMs, uh, a friend back home, who's telling me, dude, I told you about the Washington Wizards in the preseason. And I'm like, dude, it's – I mean, look, he's an eighth in the ESPN BPI rankings. It's not like it's not like they're, you know, going to be a top six team. So currently they're uh, – and I heard on, actually on ESPN, uh, Sirius XM, NBA Radio today, uh, I think it was Sam Mitchell. It was somebody that was saying, I'd be surprised if they're not a top four team in the East. Not me. I would not be. I think they're going to fall out of the top six. I think they'll be a seventh or eighth seed at best. Um, so I do expect some regression here. Uh, so I don't think they're going to reach 43 wins, but I think they'll definitely do better than my 30 wins. I actually do have a, a bet on them at under 34 and a half wins, which I don't feel great about. I think they'll end up better, higher than that. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, Beals played great. Um, Kuzma's actually played great, which always surprises me because that guy is just known to just disappear, <laughs> uh, especially in L.A. So um, we'll see if it holds. Uh, but for now, I'm not looking so hot. But, hey, they got the Knicks next at ninth on their rankings, ninth in the ESPN BPI rankings. They got them at 42 wins. Oof. I had them at 43 to, in the preseason. I had them seventh, so not too far from where I've got them. You had them at 40. Uh, not too far from where you have me. You have them at eighth in your rankings. So why are you low on the Knicks, and why is it playing out that way? I, I just thought teams were better than they were in the East. Uh, second year of Thibs running guys into the ground, and he's done a lot better of a job other than R.J. Barrett and, and Randall in terms of giving guys heavy minutes. But I just thought the league was going to catch up to what the Knicks like to do. I thought they overachieved last year, and I thought they were just going to regress to the mean. And right now we're both kind of just right on track with that one. Yeah, I think it's a good call by us. I think we're, we're you know, right there, right where it's going to be, somewhere in that 40 to 43 range. Um, 
I think the uh, the one thing that stuck out to me in the preseason, the reason I was kind of low on them, was that they gave up so many open threes last season, and teams just just straight up missed them. They just they, I, I hate to call a team lucky, but they were lucky because teams were just missing open threes against them like crazy. It was like a ridiculous rate. And this season so far, they are dead last in opponent three point three pointers made. They are thirtieth at fourteen and a half, and and that's a good margin between them and the Oklahoma City Thunder, who is twenty ninth at at point four more three-pointers. So, uh, you know, that, that that came to fruition in a big way. I think that will obviously, you know, even out at some point too. They're not always going to be last, I don't think. Uh, at giving up three-pointers, I think, you know, opponents are shooting what, uh, let's see, opponents are shooting 35.5% eh, against them. That's actually only 22nd in the league. So uh, it could stick, but I, I just don't see it. I, I think they'll do better defensively, especially uh, being a, a, a Tibbs coached uh, team. But uh, but yeah, I, I just think uh, it, it's also something where I didn't believe in, in Kimball Walker being able to play big minutes. Um, you were saying, you know, Tibbs really pushes his guys. It's, I don't see Kimball Walker Walker fitting into that mold. I don't actually see Evan Fournier fitting into that mold. He's been terrible the last several games for them. So I think we're right out with that one. Uh, we've also got the Indiana Pacers at 10th here. And ESPN BPI has them at 39 wins. I had them at four. Uh, they're in tenth. I had them at forty and ninth in my rankings, and you had them at thirty-nine and ninth in your rankings. So I, I don't know if there's much to say here. It was kind of a hard team to judge. Uh, we had Carlisle coming as a as a new head coach, but um, it's just a, you know I don't see I don't look at this team and see anybody and say this is a guy that can go get a bucket when I need a bucket. Uh, maybe Karis LeVert, maybe T.J. Warren. T.J. Warren hasn't played this season. Karis LeVert has played sparingly, so you know they might be due for a bump when those guys get back. Um, so I just, I don't see the Sabonis miles Turner pairing working out very well. Uh, I think they've been staggering them actually a lot and just taking, I think one of them out early and, and basically just, you know, making sure they don't play too much together. So, um, what are your thoughts there? I think we were pretty much right on, but, uh, what are your thoughts on the Pacers? The Pacers are who the Pacers are every yes. year, the last four <laughs> years. Um, Turner's just come ten. in and looked, um, he's looked like he's been in better shape. He's, He's been more confident from the three-point line. I think he he's kind of improved, which has helped them get to this 39 threshold, you know, kind of level they're playing at. I They're just destined to kind of finish right here, I think. That's just kind of what they do. Yeah, they're just kind of meh. I mean, there's not, you know, you look at the roster, it's just like meh. I mean, there's not <laughs> there's not anybody that's exciting. Sabonis did make the All-Star team last year, but I just think that's, I don't see him as an All-Star, honestly. I think he's... He's a good player. He's a fine player. I just don't see him as a star player. Uh, I don't think anyone really argue that too much. So um, they're doing, let's see, they've lost. They've dropped two in a row. They won two in a row before that. Yeah, it's just kind of like win, win, lose, lose, win, win, lose, lose. Um, they started horribly. They started one and one, two, three, four, five, six, one and six to start the season. So ouch. So they've been doing better recently. But uh, yeah, I think they'll end up just about where, where we think they're going to end up. All right, man. Talk to me about your Boston Celtics. ESPN BPI has them at 38 wins. I had them at 42. I'm a little higher. Uh, and I had them at eighth in my standings. You had them at 50 wins. Third much, in your standings. <laughs> much like you liked the Hawks this year, I yeah. I bet big on the Celtics. They they missed more games due to COVID than anyone. Uh, I thought they were going to be playing Aaron Neesmith and Peyton Pritchard more, so I thought the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Jalen Brown, who has been out 
Um, I thought they were going to be passing to better three-point shooters than they have been. And I just kind of thought the uh, I thought the offense would flow a little bit better with Kimba out of the way and the Jays kind of able to take over. And it just hasn't happened. I I'm hopeful that they can turn it around before the season the season's over and at least kind of match your 42 wins because I I think with the new coach who kind of it's it's definitely shown that he's a new coach and I think Brad Stevens being new in the front office I think there's just a lot of stuff going on that they weren't prepared for it seems kind of like um like they don't have a captain which I think is weird uh but yeah. They're just they're, they've underperformed, and I, I think they're going to come back to to the mean a little bit. Yeah, I think um, it's it's interesting you say there's no you know there's no alpha. I mean, we we all think of Jason Tatum. It's like oh, he's like one of the he's been one of the up and coming players in the league for his eight years now. It feels like it's like he's only twenty. He's still only twenty. No, he's not. He's like uh, twenty three now or something. But no, uh, but you know, you always feel like you feel like with him or Jalen Brown, like they've got some el- some potential alphas there. But yeah, there's there's a real lack of leadership in Boston right now, and I think it's really showing. One of the things I didn't mention in the preseason was I did think that there was going to be a struggle adjusting from Brad Stevens, who they've had as their coach for what was it, four or five seasons, uh, quite a few seasons. It was more than that, I think, more seasons than that. But they've had him for for a coach for a while, and now they've got Emi Adoka, um, brand new coach. So I thought there was going to be an adjustment period there. So I think they will be better. Uh, I think they will end up closer to like the 42 where I, where I've got them at. Um, you know, they'll be like a play-in team. Um, which isn't, you know, great for them. But, uh, you know, Al Horford's been great for them. Um, Robert Williams, I'm just not sold on that contract being a good contract. I think he's a good – he's great at what he does, but he's just a role player. I think they gave him too much money for what he does, honestly. Uh, and I'll, I'll I'll die on that hill. Uh, I know a lot of people are big-time Lord fans, especially in fantasy, uh, and I get it. I mean, the guy produces when he's out there as far as the stat, stat lines go, but um, – you can't play. I mean, he's just, it's not something where you can play him in a switchable defense like the modern NBA calls for at all times. Uh, you, can, you can play, it's like Vooch, you know, you can play him if you have other guys on there that are going to be able to handle that. And I just don't think the Celtics have that kind of uh, personnel right now. Um, Marcus Smart, the point guard, was the other thing that I was trying to fade, basically. Uh, I don't think he's been stellar in that role either, uh, to be honest with you. He has not played great this season. So, um, I'm going to take my W's where they come because I, I need them. So I think I've got a W here. I think my my assessment of them in the preseason was pretty much spot on. But uh, Cleveland Cavaliers have kind of surprised me a little bit here. They uh, SPM BPI has them at 35 wins. I had them at 25. I had them at 13th in my ranking. So just a, just a spot lower. You had them at 26, which uh, 14th, which is two spots lower. But you had them one win higher. So um, thoughts on the Cleveland Cavaliers? I mean, they've they've come out pretty impressive, haven't they? Evan Mobley has just been uh, game-changing, I think, for them. Bickerstaff has shown uh, a willingness to go against the grain, and it's worked in his favor. And I, they've been a really well-coached team. Ricky Rubio continues to be great for younger, for younger guards. Colin Sexton was playing better, I thought, until he went out. Garland's just been fantastic for them. Mobley's going to be out the next couple weeks. And I'm kind of curious to see how they'll do with that. But I think they've been, I think it's just been nice to see this, that they play hard, they play defense. Like all, all of their games have, are almost always low scoring whenever they get victories. And they're a really fun team to watch. It's, they're a unique team. 
too, which is, uh, I think it, it's always fun to watch the teams that play different than the norm, and they definitely play different than the typical team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, if they have three seven-footers. Uh, they haven't had them much this season because Laurie's been out, Laurie Marketing's been out. Um, like I said, Evan Mobley's going to be out for a while. They, they lost tonight. So Warriors, they're winning that whole game, actually. Uh, and the Warriors just came back and just rubbed them in the third and fourth quarter. So unfortunate for them, but uh, I didn't expect them to win that game. So I can't imagine they, they're too upset about it. Uh, but no, yeah, yeah, they've been a surprising. And, and yeah, definitely Evan Mobley. I mean, that guy's uh, something special. Like you said, you put the, the bet on him for rookie of the year. Wish I would have tailed you on that one because, uh, yeah, I, I haven't watched him a whole ton. I haven't had a lot of interest in watching the Cleveland Cavaliers, to tell you the truth. But after they started winning, I watched a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, that guy's going to be a stud. Uh, no two ways about it. Uh, I don't know how he fits next to Jerry Allen and Lloyd Markkinen in the grand scheme of things in, in the long run. Uh, I don't know how that experiment's going to work out. But uh, that guy right there, that, that's the guy I'd be hanging on to. Uh, and Jared Allen's missed a few games here recently, too. I think he had a, a sickness of some kind. So they've been down some players. But, yeah, I think they're going to do better than what I had them at and what you had them at. Um, 35 seems actually kind of right at this point. So I'm going to go with the ESPN BPI rankings here. Uh, Toronto Raptors, 34 wins is what ESPN BPI has them on. They have them at 13th. I had them at 39 wins, 10th. Uh, and you had them at uh, 38 wins, 10th also. So we had them as play a play-in team. They, they're at them at 13th. They're, they're lower in their standings. Uh, I've got a bet on them at over 35 and a half wins. <clears throat> they are they open pretty hot um they open I, I love watching them play because they have so many long bodies it's such a defensive like style of basketball uh and pascal siakam obviously hasn't been back yet so i think they get a little bump from that so, so i think they're gonna end up around where we have them around 38 39 i can see that happen how about you yeah i'm right there with you siakam's only been back i think what two games i think tonight yeah. something like that he, he's he's just getting back og i, I just saw is gonna be out for a little while so that'll hurt but but like you said, they have so many long arms. Scotty Barnes is – he's the other threat to Mobley for Rookie of the Year, in my opinion. He's hes just been excellent, and I, I'm i with you. I think our 38-39 win totals is kind of where I, I expect them to be. I like your 35-and-a-half over to still hit. Yeah, not, uh, not too surprised there. Okay, Detroit Pistons in 14th on their rankings, 28 wins they have, Matt. I had him at 22, uh, 14th, uh, so same same spot. You have him at 27, 13th, which is a, a spot higher. Uh, you were higher on the Pistons. Talk to me about it, man. What, what are they doing right? Why are they why are they in line with you and not with me? <laughs> I I really liked um, what they did the last offseason, bringing in Jeremy Grant, um, Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart. I'm still a Killian Hayes fan, even if he ends up being a, a defensive oriented guard, you know, big guard. And then I I was really high on Kate Cunningham coming out of the draft. I thought he was going to be uh, just a winner, a generational type guy. Like, you know, probably not quite the level of Luka, but just, you know, that big guard who runs things. And he he started off a little slow, but you, you've seen you've seen him the last few games. He's getting more comfortable with the NBA game. And I I just I like what Detroit does. I think they I liked Olenek, the addition of that because he. He, his stretch ability just opens up so much more for everyone else on the court. And I I liked the team that they had built, and I thought they were going to play hard. And we saw that early on against the Bulls whenever the Detroit played them back-to-back. Like, they they scrappy. they held the – yeah, they were scrappy. And they, they play hard. Dwayne Casey, 
he always has his guys ready to play. So I, I was just, I believed in the Pistons. I'm, I like how that's tracking. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I like your, your guys better than mine here. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, I think one of the things I kind of, I don't think I would slip. I, I, I'm not. I wasn't super high on Cade Cunningham. He's looked better in the last few games. Um, I think he's still going to have his struggles. I just don't see him like. How do I explain it? I don't see him as as significantly higher than the mean as far in terms of athleticism. So I struggled to see how he was going to like, you know, play at the pace that the NBA plays at to start. But he's looked great. So um, in the last few of them, so I think he he's there. He's got that talent. Um, it's something I, I I wouldn't say I slept on it, but it was something I had questions about, and I think he's answered those questions uh, pretty well. So uh, Olenek, um, yeah, I think he definitely helped them out. Um, he's going to miss some time here, so that's going to be a huge blow for them. Uh, you know, Isaiah Stewart hasn't looked good, but then he's, he's looked okay in the last couple of them, I would say. So uh, yeah, I think I like your your guess here a little bit better than mine. Um, obviously, 20 wins I think is a little high. I think they might come down to like maybe 26 or something like that. But you've got them at 27. I've got them at 22. So I'll go with you on that one. And then the last one here we've got is the Orlando Magic, and they have them in the ESPN BPI at 24 wins. I have them at 17. <laughs> I also have them at 15th, though. You have them at 25, 15th. So uh, you're closer on this one. I have an under bet on this one, actually, 22.5. And you're on the over, over 22.5. So you have to be feeling pretty good about that. I I do. Uh, Isaac hasn't even been back yet, which is another thing. Franz, Franz has been a godsend for this team. I thought Suggs was going to be the rookie that was effective for them. But Cole Anthony has just come in and kind of oh, taken yeah. over this team. Uh, I I was a little lower on him coming out of the draft than I should have been. I he he didn't have you know he wasn't great at UNC, but there was you know there was so much going on. The world was uh, pretty crazy, so it it's just it's difficult to kind of judge those things. But he's just come in and t- he just come in and took over. Um, I heard on another thing they that he had a chip on his shoulder because he didn't make the all-rookie second team last year, and he really wanted to come in and be assertive to start the season, and it's been effective for him. Franz has been um, a fantastic secondary playmaker with his – he's like six foot ten, but can make, can make you know quality reads with the ball. And they Wendell Carter Jr., shooting good from three, shooting confident from three, has really kind of opened things up for them. It's – they're a well-built team. I like what they've got, and I I think they're. I like my twenty-two and a half over bet with you. I think that's going to be money for me. Yeah, I think you're going to take my money there. Um, you know, they, I I slept on them a little bit. I think I was really questionable about how their uh, front court rotation was going to work out. I think playing. I I don't think at that point they even announced that they're going to play Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. together. Um, but that's worked out great. Like you said, Wendell Carter has been able to step out and hit that three. So Obama can obviously hit the three. So spacing hasn't been an issue for them. Cole Anthony, yeah, uh, I'm right, right there with you. He's been the biggest surprise this season. I scooped him up in a couple of fantasy leagues, which I'm you know happy about, obviously, uh, putting out numbers. So uh, good good stuff there. But, um, but yeah, I, I think uh, Jalen Suggs has struggled. Uh, you know, there, there's always a potential that he actually turns it around and, and even brings him up to another level. So I think uh, I definitely like your your side of that bet better than my side. So, uh, you know, hindsight 2020, but uh, yeah, you, you're winning that one. But that's it, guys. That's the uh, all 15 teams according to the ESPN BPI. Uh, but Trey, I want to talk to you. We actually have some games coming up this weekend. Uh, so I just want to kind of give the uh, listeners and the folks that are listening, tuning in here, you know, 
which which games you're looking forward to this weekend and which ones you're going to be trying to tune into. Uh, obviously, I'm going to be traveling and, and with family. Uh, we got my kid's second birthday party, but I'm still going to try to tune into some of these games. So what games are you looking forward to this weekend? Uh, on Saturday, you've got Charlotte at Atlanta. Charlotte's been a team that they seem to play to their competition. I think LaMelo likes the stage, and him versus Trey Young is going to be an exciting matchup that I'm really looking forward to seeing. That's the big game I've got for Saturday. For Sunday, it's it's easy to go Knicks-Bulls. You know, I'm a Bulls fan. Um, it's at Chicago, so that's fun. But you've got you've also got Denver playing Phoenix, which is a, just a great matchup. Jokic versus uh, DeAndre Ayton. That'll be fun. Uh, so th- those are kind of the three big games I'm looking forward to this weekend. Um, I'm looking forward to the Heat and the Wizards on Saturday. Uh, it's a rematch. You know, they're obviously playing tonight. The Heat just—I was just listening to the game while I was getting ready for the show. Um, one of the great things I love listening—I actually love listening to the radio and listening to the play-by-play guys on the radio. They have to be so much more analytical on the radio because you can't see anything, so they have to like actually walk you through, you know, how an action happened. So if you guys are out there and you work from home like I do, uh, I definitely suggest you know getting getting a, maybe a league pass. Or I've actually got a Series XM subscription for like 15 bucks a month, and I can go ahead and listen to any any game that's happening. So uh, it's a lot of fun. But uh, anyways, no, the Heat and the Wizards, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that matchup again. Obviously, like I said, the Wizards, I think they're gonna regress a little bit, but they're they're playing hot. Uh, the Heat are obviously better than I expected they were gonna be. So I'm curious to see how that that back to back matchup between those teams go two teams go and then yeah I've, I've got to jump on you with the bulls uh and the Knicks on sunday that was such a good game that first game uh it was just such a tactical takedown of the bulls by the knicks i want to see if billy donovan I'm, I'm looking this is a billy donovan game to me i'm looking to see if he can actually uh you know adjust to what happened and i think he can because you know what we saw on this west coast trip the first game without Vooch, uh we had some issues with you know being able to attack the middle of that um box defense and he played Caruso he slid that guy in there it took one game for him to make that adjustment so I'm looking forward to seeing uh from a coaching perspective what adjustments Billy Donovan makes there in that in that game so I'll definitely be tuning into to Nick's Bulls uh which I could have gotten tickets to and I didn't because they're just too expensive I got tickets to the next game I'll be at the game on Monday so I'm looking forward to that game obviously Bulls Pacers uh I'll be sitting in the 100 level section uh, for my birthday, it's my 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 wife's uh, birthday present to me. So uh, I've only sat cl- that close to the game once in my life, and that was the Rockets uh, with James Harden. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, the one thing I can really remember clearly is just like seeing Kirk Heinrich so cl- like watching him play defense so close up, and it's just so much faster when you're that close to this to the court. You just don't you know you, c- you can't appreciate it fully on TV. You have to go to the game. You have to. I want to be like if I could get a press pass and go to every Bulls game and be at the, you know, the little table up next to the floor. That's like a dream job for me. So, uh, so yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to that. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> Have, that'll, that'll be fun. Yeah, no, the, but yeah, those are the, those are definitely the games to be looking forward to this weekend. Definitely. And I, and I actually wouldn't suggest watching too much of Pacers Bulls because the Pacers are just mad. I'm, I'm not too, but I'm going to be there. So I'm going to be looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, that's our must watch games guys. And uh, what you also must do fellas is take care of your uh, stuff downstairs. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to keep their front and back court polished all year long. Trim with their new Lawnmower 4.0, which is included in the Performance Package 4.0, and watch the hair fade away. This fourth-generation trimmer 
features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming and accidents, accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at manscaped.com. That's HoopBall20 at manscaped.com, guys. And here we go, Trey. As we end our show, we are going to give, as always, our stellar, going to definitely hit 100%, going to get us in the green BSPP locks. So what do you got for me today, man? We're looking at tomorrow's games. Obviously, my birthday games. Tomorrow's my birthday. So uh, these are definitely all going to hit for us. So who do you got? I've got two and a half. Two and a half. So okay. I've got two and a half. Because like you mentioned earlier, we've been we've been getting hit on some of these games where we bet a little early. And then, you know, things don't play out how we think. And mm. so I'm going with a Bulls money line along with over Denver, along with a Lakers money line if LeBron plays. So that's my half play. So if LeBron plays, I throw that down because I think Denver's going to be the favorite. Um, I think Los Angeles will still be the favorite, but I like both. I I kind of like Chicago to have an outside chance to win because Denver's playing tonight. Um, Tony Bradley, like he can at least match up with Jokic. I, and I like what Chicago can do against the rest of that Denver team. And I think LeBron's coming back. I think um, it kind of leaked out earlier in the week that he's kind of targeting this game. You know, it's an ESPN game. He's a showman. And Jalen Brown, I don't believe, is going to be back. And so I think LeBron's going to come out and try and put on a show to kind of quell all of this rumbling around the Lakers. So who's going to guard uh, – when Tony Bradley goes out, who's going to guard Jokic? That's my question for you. Derek Jones Jr. Derek Jones Well, yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. I hope they put Elise in a little bit more. But uh, it's going to be a struggle, man. Jokic is so talented. But uh, DJJ just got eaten up inside by Jokic Oh, I, I think game. it's a game where Jokic is going to get 40, 15, and 10, and the Bulls <laughs> might win by three. Yeah, that's – that's a uh, I'll, I'll 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 hang with you on that one. I'm hoping it happens, obviously. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, that's got to be a big plus money, though. But my first play for you guys here is the Milwaukee Bucks and Oklahoma City Thunder. I want the under on their game total of two fourteen point five. Uh, that's one negative one ten, obviously, on the odds. So one point one doing one unit. Uh, this opened at 218, but I'm still going to take the under 214 and a half. I think I would have loved to get it at 218, but um, there's blow up potential here. Obviously, uh, the Bucks have everybody back. They have Middleton, they have Giannis, they have Drew. Uh, they don't have Brook Lopez, but it doesn't really matter. It's the Oklahoma City Thunder. So there's blow up poten- potential here. That spread's just too much for me, but I'm going to go with the you know Bucks holding the uh, 29th team in the league in scoring to a small, small scoring number here. Uh, I think the Bucks can probably do that. The Thunder actually aren't a bad defensive team either, so it does, it does end up being a, a close game. The uh, Thunder are actually 12th in defensive rating. So even if it's not a, you know, a blowout, I think they can probably keep the Bucks, you know, within 105, 107 type territory, uh, which would mean the Thunder would have to score 107 on their own, and they, they're averaging like 98 points a game. So uh, I like the under there. Uh, what do you got next for us, Trey? Speaking of the Bucks and Thunder, I've got I've got a it's a three team parlay. I I've got a fourth team. I don't, I'm gonna ask your opinion on it. So I've okay. got the the Nets over the Magic. Just I'm just okay. taking money lines. So Nets beating sure. the Magic, the Bucks beating the Thunder, and the Suns beating the Mavs because I don't believe Luke is playing. Okay. So I like the so I like the Suns in that one. But the Warriors over the Pistons. I had them penciled in, 
But they had to play a tough game in Cleveland tonight. They're playing in Detroit tomorrow night. So it's the second game of a back-to-back. Both games are away games. And Detroit's got some size. And Steph, you know, Steph Curry loves to run around the screens and you know get those open shots. But teams with size, like the Charlotte the other night, whenever they lost to Charlotte, it's, it's teams that have these quick guys with size that give the Warriors trouble. So, Keith, do I add the Warriors <laughs> – into my parlay as in general uh i would say no i wouldn't do it i i think the warriors are due for kind of a bummer game here they had one uh what three or four games ago i want to say um where they just came out flat against a team i actually bet on them i think on that one to win cover like two or three points and it just they, they, they just couldn't couldn't get it um yeah i i feel a little iffy about it honestly i think that they're as a good chance that they win that game obviously um, but I think the other three you have there are just so solid. Why ruin it with something that's, you know, not as solid. So I, I would leave it off. Doncic is uh, doubtful for the game, by the way, at this point against the Suns. So uh, probably not going to suit up. So. All right. Then it's the three team it is. I, um, I knew you were going to talk me off that ledge <laughs> and I just needed someone to do it. Yeah, it's not, you know, it would make your odds better, I think. Uh, well, yeah, obviously it would because it would add but, but we'll take Right. But right now we'll take the win. Yeah, we need, we need the win. All right, so my next one for you guys, I only have two. This is my last one here. I have the Pelicans and the Clippers. I'm going back to this play from early in the season. I've got the under on their total points also, 215.5. Uh, this is minus 110 odds, 1.1 unit to win one unit. Uh, if you guys remember the early in the season, I was fading the Pelicans just because it was just so bad in offense. They've actually gotten better. Uh, obviously, they've got Brandon Ingram back now, so you know that helps tremendously. Josh Hart's play, played very well for them, so um, they haven't been too bad, but they are still 26th ranked team in total points, uh, points per game, I should say, up against the fifth ranked team in giving up points to the other team in the Los Angeles Clippers. They are just a good defensive team. The tough thing here is it is a back-to-back for the Clippers, and they have a rough uh, trip here. They have to go about a four-ish hour flight here from Memphis to New Orleans between the games, and they don't even have a, a full 24 hours before the, between the game tip-off times. So it is a little bit of a, a tough thing here. So, you know, that's why this spread is started at, at minus five and a half for the Clippers. That's why it's dropped to minus three and a half now for the Clippers, because people are looking at this this travel schedule and saying, well, that's kind of tough uh, to have to get in and you know maybe get about eight, nine hours of, of downtime, then you have to play a game again. Um, but like I said, they are a fantastic defensive team. And one thing that I like about a team that's even if they're tired and have tired legs, they still play defense. So I think that's going to be a constant here. And if anything, I think that's going to mean, if anything, with the tired legs, with the Clippers, I think that's going to mean the Clippers are going to struggle on the offensive end. And they're going to you know, put up shots and miss shots. So, um, so I like the under for the total points here at 215 and a half. I like that play. That's, I think that's a solid one. Um, that's just, that's, that's a, that's a smart go all around, especially consider you considered them with the short travel, it's going to be a defensive game for them. So a defensive game for them, they're going to lock the under is probably, I, I really like that one. I almost, I almost want to jump on it, but I, I have one other bet I'm placing. So I feel like I've, I've three bets. I've probably got enough units out in the air. Go for it, man. Go for it. It's my birthday. So, Everyone can do whatever they want. Just toss them out. No, okay. <laughs> so the Raptors play tonight against the jazz. Tomorrow night they play in Sacramento against a Kings team that is desperate to save their their coach's job. You know I, they might not be that desperate, but they their their coach's job is on the line. Um, Toronto on the second night of a back to back, OG's out. 
Uh, Siakam just came back. I don't know how fresh his legs are. And the Sacramento team, I like. I like this. I like their parts. I like Holmes. I like Barnes. And I, I think they're due for a good game against a team that's going to have tired legs. And so I like Sacramento minus four against Toronto. I like it, man. Good call. I uh, was looking at that one myself. I couldn't quite pull the trigger, but uh, no, I think people that actually um, that line's moved a little bit. It's been it started at minus three and a half. Now it's minus four. So I like that call a lot. So that's it, guys. That's our BSBP locks for you for tomorrow's day and games. And that's going to take us into the weekend here. Tomorrow's Friday. Have a wonderful Friday. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, finish up work and just sit at your desk and, and count the hours until you uh, get to go home with your family. Uh, but next week we're going to be hopping on and we're going to be joined by a DFS pro, I believe, who is going to walk us through all things DFS. I'm going to be in Illinois, so we'll probably get Brother Brandon on also. So I uh, hope you're ready, Trey, for some uh, dumb cork humor, uh, which might pop out somewhere. I don't know. If you're out there listening, please, guys, leave us a review. Tell us the bulls suck or something. It doesn't matter, but just leave us five stars. Uh, we need to get the word out about the show, and that's the only way we're going to do it. So please, please, please take two minutes. Give us a review. I'm Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at BSBP Keith. Trey, where can people find you? On Twitter at Final Finally. And guys, you can find our show on Twitter at, at BSBP underscore NBA. Been doing this since the preseason, obviously. We've been doing it for a while. Hopefully you like our show. Tell us what we do, are doing good, well or we're not doing well. Tell us on Twitter. Tell us in our reviews. Tell us everywhere. That's going to do it, guys. Get out there and crush those bookies. <laughs>